Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, from the arts to sports, and from business to history, and everything in between, including your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. That's OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. And up next, an American Dreamer's story, and our American Dreamer's series brought to us, as always, by the great folks at Job Creators Network who work hard every day to help small business owners become bigger business owners and live their American dream. Alex Cortez now brings us the story of someone you likely don't know, but will be glad to have met. Joel Manby was born into a poor family. My mother told me when I was, after my father passed away, that my father was making about $50 a week for three to five years when his business was going under. So that's, you know, call it $2,500 a year, $3,000 a year. And that had a huge impact on me because I felt it in our home. Every fight we had, every disagreement was always about money. It was about the lack of it. Why did my mom buy this? Why did we do that? And it impacted me. Matter of fact, I'll tell one little story. When I was in Little League, I was a pretty good player and I hit a home run to win the this big city tournament. And it was the first time my dad had ever come to a game because he always worked second shift in a factory job that he had later in life. And the whole team went out to A&W to celebrate and my dad took me directly home. And the car was really quiet. I thought he was mad at me for some reason. 
and we didn't go celebrate. And at nighttime, when I went to bed, I was crying, and I asked my mother, why doesn't dad love me? You know, everybody else went out, and she said, your dad loves you, but they have payroll to make tomorrow, and he doesn't have any cash, and he can't afford to take you guys to A&W. That had a huge impact on me because it made me not ever want to be in a situation with my kids where I didn't have resources to take care of them. It drove me so much that sometimes I think I have done things in life for the money you know, and when it wasn't necessarily what I really loved to do. And for anybody listening to this story, I would implore them not to do that because I, I think money does not make you happy and, and you got to do things you love and if money comes as a result, great. But I, it, it really dominated my life for way too long. That fear, that fear of not having enough, it did drive me sometimes to really bad behavior because of that fear. If I took all the psychiatry tests of what I should do, I have a huge heart and a lot of them said you should be a minister or a coach and you don't think of people like that being in business and being extremely successful in business. But that's exactly what Joel did with GM making him CEO of Saab North America when he was only 35 years old. And they later gave him Asia and Latin America too. And so that was really my big business break that I was able to run a large division of General Motors at a very, very young age. And that was a big break. We had a great season there, a great turnaround for a lot of different reasons. But at the same time, that was a period of my life where I think my work ethic and this fear of failure and just doing whatever I had to do not to fail and really hurting my relationships with my, my especially with my wife. I was traveling 70 to 80% of the time and I could feel the tension growing my wife at the time started putting up the white flag of, hey, this is not what I, what I signed up for. And I really wanted to try to honor that. So I went to my boss, who was the CEO of all of Saab Worldwide in Sweden, and said, look, I cannot handle physically doing Asia and South America. I want to just have the United States. I mean, the United States was their biggest market. It was a big job, and that's how I started with them and then added these other regions. And I said, I just can't do this. And he said, no, I'm not going to take you out of those countries. You're doing a good job. We need you here. You know, here's a 5% raise. <laughs> you stick with the job. I'll never forget that he refused that. And in hindsight, I do wish I had gone back and said, hey, look, I'm going to leave if you don't make this change. And at the same time, I was getting some huge pushback from my boss on our track record, even though it was really, really good. They always wanted more and they wanted faster. I'll, I'll tell one story about what happened with him and some of the treatment that taught me a lot, um, a lot of what not to do. He calls me on Easter Sunday morning and just starts chewing me out. Now this is, remember, this is, he's two o'clock in Sweden, so it's like 8 a.m. or so in the United States. He wakes me up basically out of bed and just starts chewing me out over the numbers for, for one month. We had a three-year track record that was really good, but because one month was way off, he starts chewing me out and he orders me to get on an airplane and fly to Sweden 
that afternoon so that I could be at a meeting Monday morning. So literally, I, I miss Easter Church. I get on that 4 p.m. flight out of Detroit, fly over to Sweden, and literally just get chewed out for about an hour and a half in front of my peers. And some of the, some of the reasons we were off were just manufacturing issues in Sweden. But you know, be that as it may, I can't remember what was said exactly but I never have ever forgotten how that made me feel. It just made me feel disrespected, unimportant, unneeded, and I mentally checked out at that moment. And on the way back, I just started thinking, what am I doing? Why am I I'm giving, I'm, I have stress at home, I'm traveling all the time, what am, I, what am I afraid of? If he's not gonna treat me properly, you know, it's time to be open to other things. So that was just a real indicator to me that people have to be treated better in business. And you're listening to Joel Manby's story. And my goodness, his reaction to the lack of money at his home, the searing memory of that night in Little League where he, well, he couldn't celebrate with all of his friends at A&W. His dad took him home. Fear drove him. More with Joel Manby's story here on Our American Story. This is Lee Habib, host of Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people, and we do it all from the heart of the South, Oxford, Mississippi. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our shows will always be free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, consider making a tax-deductible donation to Our American Stories. Go to OurAmericanStories.com. Give a little, give a lot. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 
OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash OAS. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash OAS. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we continue with Our American Stories and with Joel Manby's story. At this point in his life, Joel is tired of the stress that travel is putting on his family life, so he decides to lead an Amazon startup called Greenlight.com. It sells cars online, and he hoped this new venture would give him a successful life. But then the dot-com crash hit. Here's Joel. I thought I would be at the pinnacle of quote-unquote success in my life and found it quite differently. Unfortunately, on my first day of work, the NASDAQ dropped by 35%. And by the end of the week, the NASDAQ had dropped 50%. And we had about six months of cash left. And we were literally laying off 75% of our people. And I felt so responsible for it that I wouldn't delegate it, but I literally pulled people into the rooms, department at a time, and told them myself. And it was so upsetting to me that I had to end these people's livelihood that I would go into the bathroom afterwards and throw up. I think I threw up three times that morning, just the pain of doing that, because these people had depended on my leadership. And the people out there who think leaders don't struggle with that, If anyone cares about other human beings, they struggle with that. But sometimes you have to do that so that the organization survives. But it was it was one of the most painful things that I ever that I've ever gone through. I was just so, so distressed and depressed. I was sitting there with a a glass of wine, just really a lot more than a glass of wine, probably more like a bottle of wine and just trying to figure out what am I going to do from here? and certainly not trusting God with what's gonna happen next. And I, and I think as a believer, that's the toughest thing to do because we see people like my father who didn't end up with enough or you see really good people have really bad things happen to them. And that's a struggle. Honestly, I still, I still struggle to it to this day to some degree, but over time, I just, I, I found out, you know, we, if I can say this correctly, we all start life, we want to change the world and we, we want to change a, some big issue going on. And that's what I want to do when I went to Greenlight. I wanted to make car buying fun and simple. And what I realized as the years went on is the only person, some of the horrific mistakes I've made in my life that we'll get into, the only person I can really control as myself and I can't worry about the outcome of income or position or what people think of me 
All I can control is being consistent with my own set of values. To me, that's the only way contentment really comes. You may not achieve what you want from a business standpoint or from a media standpoint, or, but in the end of the day on our deathbed, I think we have a set of values by which we wanna live. And if we've mostly lived by those, I think we'll be the most content we could possibly be. In that hotel room in California, all of a sudden my phone rings and it's Jack Hershend. Whom with his brother Pete created the largest family-owned attractions company in the world, helping build Branson and owning Dollywood with Dolly Parton. And out of the blue, he says, Joel, I know you're really struggling. The board and I have talked about it, and we'd like to make you chairman of our board of directors at Hershend. And that Jack Hershend, who had been the only CEO, the only chairman of a company for 50 years, and he feels, for whatever reason, to recruit this automotive CEO who had never worked in the theme park business, who had been on his board for two years, the timing of that is just unbelievable to me. I mean, to me, that it's an ordained thing. And it was such a, a, an incredible moment for me. It really completely changed the trajectory of my life. In essence, for the first 20 years of my career in the auto industry, I had had this huge angst that I worked in these autocratic, fear-based cultures where people weren't really rewarded. They were intimidated into doing a good job. But I knew in my soul there was a better way to lead people. And when I went to Hirsch Entertainment, literally for the rest of my 20 years in the, in the theme park industry, it was a learning of how we lead with love and how we take love, the verb, and treat people really the way we want to be treated. And I know that doesn't sound like rocket scientists or rocket science, but you would be shocked at how few companies really, really behave that way. Jack and Pete had a really family-oriented business. Like they treated everybody like family, but that was in Branson, Missouri, where they were all from. But as they started to acquire properties and work outside of Branson, the culture had really diminished. And so my job as a CEO was to try to create this vernacular that we could teach other people to try to create this family culture that Jack and Pete had. And I was having a quiet time one time, read 1 Corinthians 13, and it just hit me that this is what Jack and Pete are like. And I'll read it for your audience. It's a famous verse that Paul wrote and we used in a lot of weddings. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It is not dishonest to others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And we sat down and defined it. We defined it into seven words, which were love is patient, kind, trusting, truthful, unselfish, forgiving, and dedicated. But I, I want to say one thing now about that is in educating our organization, we had to make it clear that we are talking about a verb here. Agape is a Greek word 
that is represented. When Paul writes about this in 1 Corinthians, he uses agape. Sacrificial love. And the Greeks, which the New Testament was written in, have four words for love. There's eros, which is what Americans think of love. That's the romantic love. There's orge, which is the family love. And there's also phylos, which is the Greek word for you know friendship. And that's what Philadelphia is named after, which we all know doesn't really represent that, that, that name, the city of brotherly love. So the most common problem with love is people misinterpret it as eros because Americans have one word where the Greeks had four. So a lot of it's a language barrier. But this is not a, a feeling, it's a behavior. And I can dislike you, or I could distrust you, or I, I could have had a really bad meeting with you yesterday, and I should still treat you with agape love. That's what Jesus and Paul are talking about here. And that's the magical difference. We took those seven words, we put behaviors to them. So it wasn't just, you need to be patient, it was, what does patience mean? It means praise in public, but admonish in private. But what we did so differently than what most other companies do is a lot of people put their values on a wall. You know, Cheryl Batchelor calls it the plaque problem, where people just put it up on a plaque and they leave it alone. But what Hershen did and other successful companies, I think, do this is we defined it, then we taught it, and then we reinforced it. We would literally ask our employees, are their leaders behaving to these seven words? And then the last thing we did that was really important is we would always reinforce through pay and bonuses. And this is really interesting, actually. Like, think in your head of a two-by-two two matrix where you have do goals vertically. So do goals are what everyone has in business, right? Like you have to increase profit, increase margin, increase attendance. Those are the do goals. The horizontal axes are the beagles. What kind of leader do I want to be? Those were the seven words of love. If you did great in both, top right box, you got the biggest raise. If you didn't do either well, you probably weren't around very long. And then most of the leadership work was in those other two boxes. You either hitting the do goals and not the beagles, or the beagles and not the do goals. That's where all the time I, I spent mostly trying to get our leaders into that upper right-hand box. And when we come back, more with Joel Manby, his story, part of our American Dreamers series here on Our American Story. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we continue with Our American Stories and with Joel Manby's story of leading Hershen Family Entertainment, the largest family-owned attractions company in the world, and cultivating a culture of leading with love. Let's return to Joel. Every month in our financial reviews, we would also talk about our employee scores, which would include the definition of leading with love. And in fact, we would talk about our values and how are people adhering to it just as much as we would talk about the financial performance. And I guarantee you, very few companies in America do that. We doubled cash flow, we doubled, and this is by the way, in the middle of that was 2007, 2008. So we went through the greatest recession other than the Great Depression, and we still more than doubled. Even through that period, we remained profitable. Our return on our investment was north of 20% on a consistent basis, which is really good. And you know, when you think about for the Hershens, they wanted a great place to work for great people. So that's the engagement scores. If they love it, they're going to show it through higher engagement scores. They also, owners are going to want a great financial investment. And so that has to happen. And at the same time, we were, from a guest standpoint, we wanted to create memories worth repeating for our guests. Now, there are absolutely tensions between those three principles or those three circles. And any idiot, no, I shouldn't say idiot, but anybody can increase one of those circles, give great financial results, or have a great place to work for great people, or have the third circle, which is memory worth repeating for our guests. What's really hard is managing all three of those so all three numbers are headed in the right direction. I think that's what great leadership is. And I'll give you another stat that's really interesting. Gallup has measured employee engagement for 50 years. The average over that 50-year period is about 35% of employees are top box engaged, meaning they give the best score. That's a horrible score. That means 65% are not engaged or not fully engaged. That's a really bad score. When Hershen would take over properties, some of them were in the 15 to 35% engagement level. And very consistently, Alex, almost every time in about 25 different scenarios, within three years of applying these principles, our engagement scores were 75 to 85% top box, which is absolutely world-class. And it all comes down to leadership and expectations and getting the right people on the bus. And I think 
That's what people miss. I mean, if you care about human beings, I think this is the only way to lead. Uh, we were working away at Hershen, implementing the seven words of love, and we were approached by CBS to do Undercover Boss. And they had gone to Six Flags and SeaWorld and all those companies that said no. We were next on the totem pole. And I was a fairly new CEO, so we had acquired new properties as well. So there were some properties I hadn't even gotten to yet and still getting to know people. And the board and I decided it was worth the risk. Now, remember, this is the first year of Undercover Boss, so no one knew it. This could be like 60 minutes with Mike Wallace walking in and you know, who knows what happens then. And so we took a huge risk, but it turned out phenomenally well. We trusted our people. And for those who don't know, it's a show where the CEO goes undercover. The employees think it's a training film that they're getting filmed for new employees. And then the boss reveals who they are at the end, and then usually something good happens. But a couple of stories that really impacted me, one was Richard, who was a street washer. I had to get up at like 3.30 in the morning to meet him at 4.30. The guy's cold in Branson, it's kind of the fall, and the guy's washing streets. That's what he does every morning. The streets of Silver Dollar City are beautiful and clean. And it turns out that Richard unfortunately didn't have house insurance and he lost his home in a flood therefore they were living in a pop-up tent so here's an employee not you know probably making just over minimum wage in a pop-up tent and I wanted to help him but I also was stubborn enough that I refused to give anybody who just happened to meet me something that other people were not eligible for. Because I didn't want to be like, well, you kissed the CEO's ring, therefore you got this special treatment. Because that's just not, to me, not what servant leadership's about. At the same time, we happen to be starting something called Share It Forward. This is perfect timing. Share It Forward is an amazing program where it starts first with the employee's generosity. They have to give a dollar. If they give a dollar, then the company matches it and then the Hershens match it and made it three for one. Now that was figurative. They can give whatever they wanted or could afford. And the amazing thing is we had 80% participation, even of you know, not greatly paid frontline employees, but they were giving into this fund. A hundred percent of that fund was used to help our employees in need. And so I asked Richard to apply for a grant from Sherrod Ford. And so at the end of the show, when he comes into the office and he didn't realize I was the one working with him, I was able to tell him we were going to completely fix his house up and actually add a bedroom because all of his kids were basically sleeping in the kitchen and he was off on the side. They didn't even have a bedroom for their kids. So that grant though that he got, which made him tear up and very emotional, was something that now we could give other people in the company. And I know now Share It Forward is helping at least 10% of the employees of the company a year, giving thousands of grants away. But the Share It Forward program is a phenomenal idea for companies. There's so many times they focus outside into the, into the community. I think really companies should take care of their own employees first. What was phenomenal for us, Alex, is we happened to be placed by CBS right after this NCAA quarterfinals. So there were 20 million people viewing 
our program as a hangover from the quarterfinals and most of them stuck. Here's what, what happened that was magic to me. I, I, I talked earlier about the angst I had in my life that, boy, there has to be better leaders. There has to be a better way to lead. You know, this, there, there just must be a more caring way. I thought I was the only one that really felt that way. It wasn't a topic I discussed with people a lot. When Undercover Boss happened, we were inundated. Like literally, my phone started lighting up. Our servers actually were shut down during the show because so many people were Googling Hershey Entertainment and you know we weren't used to that kind of volume. And I still have upstairs, I could show you, almost a four foot stack of notebooks and letters that people sent in all saying, there is a crisis of leadership in this country that they wanted to see a better way to lead and they saw it on this show. And that's actually what convinced me to write the book Love Works, that I knew I wasn't the only one, that everybody wants to be in a caring and reinforcing environment and that they can get results that way. And so that, that's what prompted me to write the book. And we're listening to Joel Manby's story and what an idea to actually not just care about your employees, but have your employees care for each other. And I remember seeing that episode, and it does not surprise me that a stack of letters came to him, because in the end, you were like, oh my goodness, you can do that. I want to do that. Thank you. What a great idea. 80% of the employees contribute, and when there's a need, 10% collect. Usually the team is always looking up to the boss for the raise or the help, but it's right there among the teammates where the help can happen. And my goodness, only special leadership could even think of something like that. And it means in the end that they care too, but that they're sharing the caring and sharing the responsibility for each other through the organization, not just from the top down, but horizontally as well and vertically. Oh, and by the way, you can buy Joel's powerful book, Love Works, at Amazon.com. That's Love Works at Amazon.com. When we come back, more of Joel Mamby's story here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we continue with Our American Stories and our American Dreamers segment. And we're with Joel Manby and him recounting his life story. After seeing that love worked at a privately held company, Joel wanted to see if it could work at a publicly held one, SeaWorld. SeaWorld was experiencing an incredible decline after the critical documentary Blackfish, which Joel called 5% true and 110% powerful. And while Joel was successful in getting SeaWorld on a better path, not everything in his life was a success. Here's Joel. You see a lot of success stories in business magazines, but they never talk about the personal side of the person usually. I remember reading something about you know, Jack Welsh, all his business success, but it didn't talk about his three marriages and all the failures there. And I think that's sad that they don't show the whole person because sometimes success, quote unquote success in business comes at a huge cost. And when I was at SeaWorld, it was just, for lack of the better word, a shit show. And excuse me for that. But just imagine about the worst possible situation in business you could have. And it necessitated long, long days. And I was literally working, this is not an exaggeration, sometimes 24 hours a day, but often, often 20 hours a day, seven days a week. I did not take a day off. Our profitability cut in half, cash flow cut in half, fixed cost business of theme parks, slashing costs, board pressure, public company, have to turn it around quickly. And I worked all the time, didn't sleep well, didn't exercise, started drinking, a lot more than I should to numb that pain just because I didn't want to fail and I wasn't going to fail. And in the midst of that, my wife, Marky at the time, we had already been through a struggle, mostly kind of my lack of attention on things. But at SeaWorld, in the midst of that really unhealthy lifestyle, I made some mistakes and didn't give my wife the attention in our relationship that it should have been. And I made the mistake of focusing on another relationship. And then I, I also lied to her about it. You know, it, it, it just caused her to not want to be with me. The biggest failure of my life by far, by far is the loss of my marriage. You know, I, I, uh, I still can't talk about it. Um, I'm sorry, but, um, I just never dreamed that I would, uh, I would do things so self-destructive that I would lose a 31-year marriage. So, and you know, in, in essence, the business failure has nothing to do with it. It's it's relationship failures, and especially when you you don't you don't live according to the way that you say you want to live. You know, and 
I wrote in the second version of my book, the most painful thing in life is when you, you have a set of values and you don't uphold them yourself. And when the person who knows you the best doesn't want to be with you, you know, that's just, there's nothing that hurts worse than that. And she had every right not to want to be with me, but I still didn't want it to end. I would implore anybody that listens to not, if, if you say that your relationship with your wife and your children is the number one thing, then make it the number one thing. I mean, I kept telling her I loved her, but I wasn't showing her that and I wasn't spending the time to rebuild the relationship that I should have. I should have immediately quit SeaWorld. I should have focused on that relationship. You know, it's so obvious to me now, but in the middle of it, I think I was so afraid of failing and so afraid of the financial consequences because I had left a really good job and I, you know, everything was based on the stock options. If I wanted to create any wealth and in the end of the day, I failed in something that was much more important to me. And so I hate that. I hate Alex. I just hate that that's part of my story. I don't want that to be part of my story. And I, um, I just, I felt like, what can God do with someone like me? I, I, I thought about killing myself so many times, and I don't mind talking about it because I got so specific and I was so close, and thank God for a few friends that came by my side. But when you're in that dark space, you don't, you don't see what good you can do other than just hurt people. And so if anybody... Um, you know, here's that. There is hope on the other side. I'll never forget a, a breakfast. I went out uh, with a great friend and I was started to cry at the breakfast and say, I can't forgive myself. I can't move forward. I'm stuck. And I hate, I hate myself. I, I don't want to be, I didn't want to be this person. And I'll never forget. He looked me in the eye. He says, Joel, do you think God's forgiven you? And I said, yeah. I think he has. He's, I think he forgives everybody for everything if we believe in his message. And he said, well then, why are you pretending to be smarter or better than God? And it just hit me right between the eyes. Like, okay, he's right. I have been forgiven. He said, so start acting like a forgiven person. Start acting like the great dad that you really are. Your kids still love you, so start acting like it. Start acting like a forgiven person. Here, here's somebody who wrote a book about love works. I have seven words of love. One of them I failed at miserably. And the shame in, that comes from it is so deep. They can take you down to where you don't even want to live anymore. But that is such, that is, I firmly believe that's not what God wants. I don't think that's what any human being should do because we all fail. Mine was unfortunately catastrophic for my marriage. It was public <laughs> and that's harder than, than many, but I do not think we should stay down because everybody goes through it. The truth, the, the very important thing though, I think that's an important principle is to be open and honest about it. Look, I, I had two paths I could take, Alex. I could leave that first book out that talks about how wonderful my marriage is and that divorce isn't even an option for me and it wasn't 
I could leave that out there, but then to me, I wasn't being a truthful man. And I, I had to change to say, I'm going to always be truthful. And part of that was writing the second edition, which included the SeaWorld issues, but also included my, my own self-destructive behaviors that ended my marriage. That I felt had to be out there. And I was going to take the consequences because I'd rather, you know, if people want to say, oh, he was inconsistent, that's fine. They're right. I was. If they want to hold that against me, that's okay. But I'd rather the truth be out there than having people mumbling underneath their breath about it. Everyone has their own issues. Now I'm just focusing on, I'm going to live by those words. I'm going to be a truthful man going forward and let the chips fall where they may. And that's what I would encourage other people to do. I've found that my story and sharing with others has really helped a lot of other people. And so instead of going into my hole, I decided I was going to get back out and talk about love again because I still feel love is the answer. It was, it always has been, it always will be. There was a moment in time where I didn't honor my own words and it cost me so dearly. But I can hopefully keep others from making the same mistakes I have and show people that love can work. And to close, we go back to the very beginning on Joel's dad who struggled financially, but whose love did work. At my father's funeral, we were all getting together and we were just having coffee and so forth. And there was a knock on the door. I went and answered the door and I recognized him immediately, although a lot, lot older. It was a person that my dad employed at his farm machinery dealership before it went out of business. He had gone from like five employees and down to one. There was one left and his name was Glenn and he was dad's mechanic. And Glenn came in and he said, I want you to know a story about your dad that when the dealership had to shut down, he said, I know your dad was broke. And yet somehow he wrote me a personal check out of his personal checking account for $900 a month, which was enough to keep me afloat for six months until I got another job. And I've never forgotten that about your dad. So here's my dad. I know he had no savings to speak of. I know we certainly weren't living well or eating well. Powdered milk was our number one horrible thing. But the fact that my dad was that generous with very, very limited resources, that taught me a lot that there's no excuse for not being generous. And a special thanks to Joel Manby for his candor, especially about his marriage and success. You've heard it firsthand from Joel. Joel Manby's story, part of our American Dreamers story here on Our American Story. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 